0: I haven't met Megan yet. Just to tell you quickly about Reuben. Reuben and uh, I and his dad and me are very good friends. We were studying together many, many moons ago when I was still just uh, young. Um, a fantastic brother in Christ. Uh, he taught me uh, the theology that I know. He is the guy who introduced me to the scriptures. Um, after JB converted me in the army, uh, I had this uh, fantastic friend uh, he would be the brain and I would be the mouth in the class, um, fighting with my professors about the uh, legitimacy of the word of God. Uh, he would whisper in my ear and I would shout, and then I would get the flag and he would give me the answer. So, uh, <laughs> so we had a fantastic relationship. Um, yeah, so it's good to see Ruben. Ruben is going to start studying this year at George Williams College. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> But unfortunately, his dad has left us uh, and he's now doing ministry in Scotland. And you can really pray. The Scottish really need the gospel. Um, they were a very Christian country at one stage, now they are very unchristian. Uh, so, yeah, pray for him uh, as well. Jojo? Jojo always reminds me of C.S. Lewis. <laughs> um, C.S. Lewis uh, always says that. Uh, Joy is a serious business, uh, but not for Jojo. (laughs) For Jojo, joy is just joy. Um, So yes, it was fantastic. I remember reading one of C.S. Lewis's books on uh, friendship. He talks about the four loves. Um, If you ever want to confuse yourself and really get lost, read the four loves of C.S. Lewis. Hectic book, but very good. Uh, He makes one of the points. The only thing I can actually remember from the book is that friendship love is a fascinating thing. Um, because when you lose a friend, not that we're losing you, but you're moving, um, you don't only lose that person, but you lose the effect that person has on everybody else in the circle of friends. And so we're going to miss the weird way you've affected Charmian and Jackie and Elna and our prayer group on a a Tuesday morning. Um, Yeah, so great and sad at the same time, isn't it? which is fantastic, which is really very very helpful for our talk this morning. So we are doing the last of our three little uh, Back into the Future. Uh, And I don't know if you've noticed the songs this morning. Did you notice the songs? They all have that same shape. They keep on saying because of something that Christ has done in the past, he has secured our future. And so we are now able to walk by faith in the grace that is now ours, until we see him again. And that's really what this whole thing about Back to the Future is all about. We have to constantly grab our minds. Remember, we started in in, in 1 Peter. We have to constantly grab our minds and remember that we have been given the future of this world, of this universe in Christ Jesus, for sure. So we already know what the future is. And we have to remind ourselves, we know what the future is. Because we have many future plans, which is good. It's good to have plans for this life, for this year, for whatever. But ultimately, we have the future that Jesus Christ is going to be Lord, and he's going to bring about his kingdom. That is what we have for sure. And when we have that certainty in our minds, it actually changes the way in which we live now, and in the way in which we suffer. We saw that last week. In the way in which we rejoice, because we know all the good things of this life are going to fade, spoil, and perish. But so all the bad things of this life will fade, spoil, and perish. And Christ will be eternal. And that changes our minds, and that's what we've been looking at. We've got to keep on helping one another to make that kind of a, let's stop, let's reverse back and live in the reality of the future that is certain, And uh, that's really what we've been talking about. So, how's your your joy? (laughs) Did you notice how many times joy came in in the songs this morning? The joy of one day we'll see his face. Does it stir in you hope? Joy? Fascinating, isn't it? And so... The three points here, I, really, I actually don't want to preach them. I just want us to sing the songs over and over until you get it. That's really what we need to do this morning. So the verse says, rejoice always. Not quite always it's, not a, it's not a burden he's trying to place on you. He's not saying you must always be rejoicing. He's really saying you can rejoice in every moment that you find yourself in. That's really what he's trying to say. At every moment, at every time... The one thing you can do, if you're a Christian, is rejoice. So, rejoice. (laughs) Weird, isn't it? (laughs) I'm not sure where you are this morning. I mean, did you note the songs? I mean, JJ chooses the songs for a certain purpose. I don't know if you've noticed them. The first song is to declare something about God. The second song is to actually reflect on something about God. And the third song was an invitation to come. To him, no matter where you are. So the third song is a little bit more slow and serious, and because, yeah, sometimes I am not in a moment of joy, but I can rejoice if I know what I'm doing. And that, I mean, once in the song is actually telling you what to do, it's saying, Stop, look at this, and remember Christ. Remember. That he has come, he has died, he has paid. You will when they see him face to face. Remember that. So that's really what it means to rejoice. To rejoice means to have an inner gladness at the power and the goodness and the certainty of God's grace. That's really what the word literally means. The word rejoice comes from the word charis, which is grace. So grace is an invitation to a relationship with God in which he pays for everything for you to not only have that relationship, but remain in that relationship forever. That's the word grace. So when you think about grace, if you've really thought about it, it will stir something inside you, an inner uh, wow. God's grace, he sees me, he hears me, he understands me, And what his reaction is, he gives me Christ. No matter what performance I've been doing just now, this is his reaction. He says, I want you to know Christ. I want you to know forgiveness. I want you to know hope. I want you to know me face to face. I want you to engage with me and be aware that this is my disposition to you in and through Jesus Christ. So (laughs) rejoice. So I mean, look at that first, look at that song, the third song. Come, you weary heart, now to Jesus. Come, you anxious soul, now and see. There's perfect love and comfort in your tears. Rest here in His wondrous peace. You see, back to CS Lewis. Joy is a serious business. You've got to remember, you've got to capture your mind. You've got to remember your mind has already been informed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. That you can know now for sure about the certainty of the future. And it's all based on grace. That's what he keeps on telling us to do. So rejoice in every moment. So we can actually teach ourselves to do that. Some of us need to practice it a little bit more. Maybe we're a bit slower to rejoice, to work it out in our heads. But that's what he's saying. You have this great wonder. I can give you this command because of the wonder of the Lord Jesus Christ. Rejoice in Him. Recall until you feel it. So, maybe just as an exercise, just maybe close your eyes. Can you recall the first time you experienced Jesus Christ's grace? What was your mood like before you understood it? Where were you? Are you aware of where your body's disposition was? And what did it feel like afterwards? What happened to you? Where did you feel it? Did it change you? There was a, maybe a smile in your eyes? Did you feel it in your body, in your bones? Can you remember that? Can you recall that? The wonder of knowing the grace of Jesus Christ. Now, rinse and repeat. And if you had many of them, that's exactly how you develop a mindset of rejoicing, of gratitude. That's really what it is. And that's why we do the kitty songs. I mean, everybody keeps on thinking we're doing the kitty songs for the kids. We're not doing it for the kids. We're doing it for the kids under 100. All right? When your body expresses something, it moves, it affects your emotions and your heart. Did you know that? Your body talks to your brain, and your brain talks to your body. So if I say to you, you know it's really good to see you this morning, Meryl, it's not going to change me, and neither will it change you. If I say, "Wow, it's great to see you this morning," it changes you. That's why I want to say, use your body. If you're angry, be angry. If you're sad, be sad. So that you don't have a miscommunication between your brain and your body. And when you rejoice, rejoice until you rejoice, until you feel it in your toes. That's really what it is saying. So, I mean, in the science, they keep on telling us increasingly they're discovering your body keeps the score of every emotion that you experience in life it actually resonates with what is going on inside your brain, your physical body. And it's good to express your joy by, you know, remember, Peter says actually twice in that little section, not just be happy, he says, jump. Now, I know some of you are too old, but, you know, (laughs) jump inside. Bounce up and down with joy. Because that affects your actual experience of the joy, and it will change you. It will change your mood. It will change your heart. So there's the first simple thing. It does take a bit of work, isn't it? And so last week we looked at this thing. In order to be able to rejoice, I need to discover what are my value system that I'm currently caught up in. What do I value? So I went to a wedding yesterday. It was fantastic, beautiful place. The Turin. Anybody know the Turin wines? Gerrit, good wine. Want to know, ask Herod. I knew the original owner, and now the girl that works there, I married her yesterday. It was a small little intimate, and it was beautiful. And then somebody made a massive fire, and all the smoke blew into the place. But, you know, just to bring reality to life. (laughs) But it was beautiful, and you could see she had four friends that they have spent time together over... Probably eighteen years. And the friendships they had with one another was just so magnificently beautiful. To see how they delighted in one another and being together at this wedding. It's beautiful. It was it energizes you, it kind of sparks stuff inside you. And that's really what this verse is saying. Here's the most difficult thing about this verse rejoice in every moment. It is plural. The command is in its plural form. It means you've got to do it together. That's weird, isn't it? Surely you have to do it in your heart. I mean, everybody has to do it in their heart and work it out. But actually, it is a plural verb. And I take it that's maybe part of our problem. We are trying to do these commands by ourselves. It does help to see when somebody else around you is actually really rejoicing. It stirs up, and that's the kind of thing that happened yesterday. Beautiful. To be stirred up by other people's joy, and this was what it's saying. Don't do it on your own. Do it together. Use your camera. Use the WhatsApp. Do something. Communicate it. That's really what he's saying. When you are doing it by yourself, it's still true. It's just far more effective and powerful when you do it together. That's really what he's saying. All of these three verbs are all plural verbs. Rejoice always. Rejoice in every moment together. So remember, two questions only Sue asked me this last week. How's my joy? You're allowed to ask people how's your joy? And how is your accounting? So how's your accounting? Whatever you're facing right now, can you put it down next to Jesus Christ and work out whether you think Jesus Christ is more worthy and more valuable than whatever it is whether it's in the positive or in the negative can you work it out does your heart and your soul and your mind and your body your strength does it start to reverberate with the frequency of the goodness that we've just been singing, of Jesus Christ. You see what you've got to do? It's quite a hard work in one sense. You've got to to calculate this. And I can do it right now, since I already have the certain deposit of the future in Jesus Christ. Now, all I need to do it now, I've got to work out if I now, at this moment, value him for who he really is. I mean, listen to the words. I mean, this is a wacko, isn't it? When you listen to all these words. How he actually helps you to do exactly that. That's why it's so fantastic. To work. uh, Your faces are getting longer and glummer. You should be going the opposite direction. And I think this is part of what we are encouraged to do. When we do this together. When you see the joy in somebody else's face. It helps you to do the same. That's really what he's saying. It amplifies it. Really, that's what they're saying. It's fascinating. When you're angry and you look at somebody and they are responding in your anger, you know what happens? The anger amplifies. It gets worse. But so does the joy. If you have joy in your face and the other person responds in joy, it amplifies the joy. Fascinating how we are actually helped to say let's have open face-to-face relationships with God and with one another. And therefore, again, you are free to ask. Your face is saying something. I'm just not sure what. What are your accounting like at the moment? Let me help you to account. What are your burdens? What are look at that first song? Come, you weary heart, now to Jesus. It's beautiful, isn't it? Doesn't mean we all walk around with this big smile on our faces. But even when you have a weary heart, it says, come, come, let me walk with you. Let me help you to account. That's the invitation to Jesus Christ. And see if he is worthy of so affecting your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength so you may rejoice in him. Cool? You happy with that? Very, Very easy, eh? Hey? Yeah, in theory it's very easy. So, after the wedding yesterday, I went home and I realized, wow, you know, it was so nice uh, and th- these people are such good friends. And uh, I wonder if I've got good friends like that. Hmm. Then I started to feel sorry for myself. <laughs> had a lot of joy and then sorry. It's interesting how it works, isn't it? And then I would say, ah, but I have Jesus. And he weighs more than friends. By comparison, friends are nothing close to Jesus. Still like friends. If you want to be my friend? I'm happy I have a friend. But actually, you can still work it out. It's fascinating. And that's really what he's saying to these Thessalonians. They are living in a world where they are being persecuted, hated, rejected, vilified, excluded from fellowship, set aside frowned upon by society, and he says to them this insane thing. You can actually, now that you know grace, you can rejoice in any moment, and you can work it out. So go for it. And obviously, that comes to the next one. Very quick. Pray continually. Here's the interesting thing. When you know someone and they are glad to see you, what do you tend to do? So you walk in the street and you see somebody that you know, and they know you, and you're glad to see one another. What's the next thing that normally happens? You? You stop in your chat. So why aren't you praying? Because you have got no joy in your heart. Simple. If you've got joy in Jesus Christ, what would you want to do to him? Hi, Jesus. Good to see you. Good to hang out with you. Good to talk to you about myself. Good to talk to you about everything else. Our lack of prayer is actually a lack of joy. Weird. Those things go together. My lack of prayer is because of a lack of love of the bond of relationship that I have with Christ. That's why that first one is so important. As you rejoice in him, you will talk to him. That's what you would do. That's what you normally do with people You rejoice in. I mean, you know, let's go and visit the family. And then you get the kids. You go, huh, auntie so-and-so, you know, I want to go there. Let's go to your friends. Ha! And they chat and they go crazy, isn't it? The scriptures are so helpful for us. So this, again, is not to nail you. It's to try and help you to understand. My lack of prayer is a direct expression of my lack of joy in the Lord. My lack of... The joy of that love relationship that I have with Jesus Christ, because you talk to people you love, you talk to the people who love you, you talk to the people who gives you joy. If they don't, you won't. I mean, that's as simple. So again, here's an interesting little connection between the two. And the important little verb there is that the verb is not just plural; it's middle tense. Now, we don't have it in our in our in our understanding of English. You can be the main actor. That's the active voice. You can have the passive voice. You are acted upon. But in Greek, you also have the middle voice, which means you participate, but you're not the start of the process. God is the start of the process. Prayer is always participating in what God has already done. See how interesting it is? It's a middle voice. Let's participate in this glorious thing of God's grace coming to this world to actually bring people forgiveness and hope and eternity. And whenever you see it, you say thank you. Next verse. And whenever you don't see it, you pray that it will change so that you can thank him. See how weird it is? How these things kind of fit together. So prayer is fantastic because prayer is a response because of your love with the Lord. But prayer is also a response when you see others don't love him when there's a lack of joy in other people because they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, well, that's when you pray, isn't it? Lord, help them to recognize you. Help them to discover that what they are trying to grab hold of can never be grabbed hold of. Let them discover you've grabbed hold of them in and through Jesus Christ. So where there's love and there's powerlessness... When you love something or like something, and you don't have the ability to get it, that's actually where prayer lives, isn't it? In between those two. Wow, I get to pray for you, this person, because I can see they don't know the joy of Jesus Christ. That's why I'm going to pray. Pray ceaselessly. Keep on praying at every moment. That's why he encourages us. Keep on talking to God about everything you see and experience that is not in line with God's joy, with God's delight to bring this world under his rule. So that's why prayer is so massive. I mean, there's many different Mm -hmm. kinds of prayers, isn't it? There's adoration when you're happy. There's supplication, there's intercession, there's all these different ways of praying which are all expressions of the certainty that you know that the person you're speaking to loves you and loves this world. Otherwise, why would you talk to him? If you're not convinced about that, you won't ask him then, would you? If you're not convinced that this is what he wants, then you, you won't be engaged. And that's really what he's saying. Here's the beautiful thing. So, up your joy, you up your prayer. Up your expectation, you up your prayer. That's really what he's saying. And then the last thing, very as we end, give thanks in all circumstances. Since the grace of God is going to change everything, I can thank God in every moment because I know His grace is going to change everything. That's, that's probably the most difficult one, isn't it? Be thankful in all circumstances God says I'm working all things for good that's not an easy thing to trust him in because I can't always see it in me again if the joy of his grace drives me and I'm spending time talking to him about that then it is a little bit easier again to be thankful in all circumstances because I know this thing cannot frustrate God's grace this moment cannot bring God's grace to nothing. It is actually just an opportunity for God's grace to show itself. That's really what he's saying. So there's the three big, very simple concepts, isn't it? But amazingly wonderful as you grow in grace and your understanding of grace. Grace has been given to you in Christ Jesus. Christ has been given to us. I mean, that's what we've been seeing all along. <sighs> Help me to calculate, Lord. Help me to give you your true value. That my heart, whatever my heart values, it will value less than you. And you will discover that there will be actually a joy in you. And an expression, ultimately, in thanksgiving. That's why joy not expressed is joy not fulfilled. Joy only thought about is not the same as joy shared and expressed. That's why God does this weird thing. God says, worship me, praise me. And you think, like, is God egotistical? And does he have a problem? Why does he need that? And God says, no, it's not for my benefit. It's for your benefit. When you see a beautiful sunset, you want to tell nobody about that, hey? When you listen to a fantastic piece of music, you don't want to share it with anybody, man. The weird thing is, when you share it, it brings the joy to completion. It brings it out into fulfillment. And that's really what he's saying here. Again, the verb is let's thank him together. Let's worship him together. Let's pray together. Let's rejoice together. And that's what we've been actually doing this morning. But I think we need to do it more because looking at your faces, we need to. You know what? I have burdens and I have sorrow and I have hardships. Yes, I do. But when I think logically, clearly, they do not compare to what God has given me in Christ Jesus. So help me, Lord, in this moment, for this issue. I don't know, do you also have issues that just keep on knocking the stuffings out of you? I mean, some silly little things that just keep on getting me. I just keep on losing it. You know, my wife must just lift her eyes in a certain way. Then I just lose it. The joy is out. All the fruits of the spirit just evaporates, (laughs) and then I'm gonna (laughs) gotta fight it back again, and say no, 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 no. Do not respond to that. Live out of the wonder of who Christ is. That's the. I don't know you. I know you guys don't have those problems, but I do, and that's why I need your help. And that's why we come together like this. Very simple. So for this year, New Year's resolutions. Rejoice more and more. Pray more and more. Give thanks more and more. Because we know for sure that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that his grace is more than sufficient for every situation. And that nothing in this world can separate you from his love. Not even spouses. Children, the ANC, four hours low chedding But <laughs> well, let's stand and sing. And I want us to sing this song over and over and over again because the song just sings it much better than I could. What gift of grace is Jesus, my redeemer? There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness, and freedom, my steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. Let's stand and sing together.